should watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Hello. How are we? Doing good. Doing good. Nice and recovered from the long hol- holiday weekend. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. You uh, you sent us a picture of one of your costumes and it was just you in a sheet and said, <laughs> I just need to, I need to recharge my battery and get away from people, but I have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so full context, we had a party Friday night. Um, I had a really good time, had too good of a time, ended up, you know getting sick and mm-hmm. passing out per use but i was at my own house so it's fine um and uh didn't have to worry about like going home or anything which is probably why i drank too much uh right um but yeah I had a really good time then the next day we were going over to a friend's party but i was kind of still really exhausted and like social battery was quite drained so i decided to go as a ghost so i just cut eye holes in a sheet that way, if I didn't want to talk to anybody, I didn't have to. I just stood there awkwardly like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. People thought it was hilarious and that I was doing a bit. Um, but You, you I mean, weren't doing a bit. You were just actively avoiding them while also <laughs> still just being there. I get it. It's smart. But but after like an hour of being there, I mean, I was fine. Like These are my closest friends, so I was totally yeah. chill. And there was only like 10 of us hanging out. So, yeah, again, had a really good time. Um Fun party and then yesterday on actual halloween we went with um cam's brother has a almost two-year-old baby so we went trick-or-treating with him um they dressed him up like chucky and it was hilarious nice. um because he's right at that perfect age where he like he has no idea so we can dress yeah. him up in whatever <laughs> yeah <That rules. laughs> so yeah went trick-or-treating with him uh passed out candy and then um came home and went to bed it was great and watched the Cowboys game, which I'm nice. like the most reluctant Cowboys fan. I've lived here for five year, four or five years now, married to a man who's from the Dallas area who watches all the Cowboy games. I hate everything about the team, but I never miss a game. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> and I listen to the ticket all the time because it's constantly on, on the, no. in the car and it's our clock radio in the morning. So like, I just, yeah. I hate the team. I never miss a game. Nice. <laughs> You're just being nice. forced to watch and learn all things about the Cowboys. Yeah. It's so funny. Ty, what about you? Do anything for, Hall- or for Halloween? No, I was just too stressed out about the Astros thing that I didn't even <laughs> think about. Costumes. I went out and watched it. Of course, it was terrible Saturday, but we won last night. Did you night. see them chanting cheater at Altuve? Yeah, they've been doing that the whole time, like throughout the entire playoffs. That's like not yeah. new. <laughs> That's not we've, a got an, thing. we've got I mean, another like so nobody remembers <laughs> nobody remembers like baseball fans remember and so we've got a solid like decade ahead of us of the astros <laughs> just getting cheater chanted at them yeah. it'll die out eventually but yeah <laughs> it might be a while <laughs> um i i had a really really long week at work half the office is out with covid so i'm doing everybody else's job along with my own just, sorry elaborate half the office as in mom and dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad one of our mom and dad one of our maintenance men uh yeah obvi- family business for everybody that doesn't know mom and dad out with both with covid uh brother is diabetic so he gets extra uh antsy and nervous about the whole thing understandably and so he's been working from home so it's kind of just been me and a maintenance man working in the <laughs> office the last couple of weeks so i'm kind of doing everybody else's job along with my own so we get to the weekend and like i Turned my phone off. I was supposed to like supposed to have plans Saturday and Sunday, and I just 
bailed on both of us. Okay, just really not feeling it. Hope that's okay. I just want to stay home. Did some cleaning, <laughs> listened to a bunch of music, did a bunch of cooking. I watched the John Wick movies, finally. Hadn't mm. seen those before. Finally watched those. They're all fine. They're all three and a half star movies, I think. Yeah, I don't understand the hype behind those movies. <laughs> at They're all. good. I like I the action. I saw the third one. It's just kind of like like all flash, no substance. There's not a whole lot of story there. It's just like, hey, how many cool ways can Keanu Reeves kill people? I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. Had a great time, but you they're know, fine. You know what's better than the John Wick movies? That like two-minute video on Twitter of him uh, training with a gun in a field. And it's like <laughs> so badass. <laughs> <laughs> I just He clearly has like certain tips that he was taught by someone who like is used to wielding a gun. Like the thing yeah. where he like points, watch points the behind it. scenes video is better than the movie. I swear to God. <laughs> he like points it at something while he's doing it in the sights and then also does it at like an angle. He does it every time he touches a gun in these movies. It's just, they're fine. They're fun. I had a great time. Three and a half star movies. Pretty good. Counter Reeves action <laughs> movies. Great. There's not a whole lot there. No. Boban was in the third one. Loved that. Are you kidding me? Boban is in the Boban's third a bad guy in the in like one of the opening scenes of the third John Wick movie and it rules. He fights Keanu Reeves and gets killed. It's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> what a great time. Uh but yeah, other than that, it was just very much a like, hey, if I didn't have to see people for forty eight hours, I would feel a lot better. And by God I did it. It was great. <laughs> I felt a lot better come this morning, Monday morning. So uh did you guys watch anything though i know know you were busy with other stuff this weekend but any movies yeah i knocked out a lot of 2021 movies uh this weekend so i watched army of thieves which was like the prequel to army of the dead it's better it's better it's not directed by (laughs) snyder so yeah it's better (laughs) it's all right i I gave it three stars it's just like a run-in-the-mill heist movie that's better than a run-in-the-mill heist movie with zombies in yeah. Las Vegas, which is nuts. Wait, I'm sorry. They made a sequel to Army of the Dead? Yeah, the Army there of the is Dead that be just a came sequel, out earlier though. this year. Oh. Two. Yeah. <laughs> completely unaware. Two movies, about, same franchise, same year. Yeah, it's the, ger- the German guy before the heist. The safecracker oh. guy? Yeah. Cool. I just like... Uh, like you have it's the perfect formula for an action movie like like, yeah it's zombies it's a heist you're in vegas like how can you make such a bad movie with that formula and like zach snyder is the answer that's how you make a bad movie your name starts with zach and it ends with snyder (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, i also watched cruella looked really good just not great (laughs) just kind of boring it's kind of fun in some scenes but yeah it, boring. it was like the twist i audibly laughed out loud i was just like this is the stupidest <laughs> crap i've ever seen <laughs> ever i haven't, I haven't so seen that bad. one but i also haven't like tried to see it it. but like, also they this supposed to be a prequel they set us up to fail here they made her love dogs and then also she yeah. gifted these puppies to anita and um Roger and they're from the same litter, so we're we're now making Pongo and Perdita <laughs> siblings. <laughs> Isn't her whole deal that she just like murders dogs? Like that's yeah, her she jam. wants to kill dogs and skin them to make a jacket. That's the whole plot <laughs> of like 101 jam, Dalmatians. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> so like, there's no way I'm ever gonna root for this character like yeah. ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that 
I watched Lamb, um, oh, which was... Oh, what did you think? Interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. It's literally like... I like You spoil away. <laughs> it's like someone was just like, okay, we're going into this meeting. Here's our idea. It's a half lamb, half girl child, and they're going to raise it. And they're like, oh, cool. So, like, do you have anything else? They're like, nope. Everything's <laughs> just super surface level. Nothing else just happens. That's just visual creepiness. The plot is the movie, or the elevator pitch is the movie, and then just filler for <laughs> two hours. They just walked into the A24 office, like, you guys like weird, yeah? Yeah. That's I a, mean, it's, that's your jam? Is it an A24 movie? Yeah. Oh no! It's not. It's not <laughs> ruining <great>. the brand. <laughs> it's not, it looked like I loved looking at it. Like I guess it was Iceland or something like that. Great, sure. great shots. Some awesome sweaters, but like, like terrible, terrible movie. Love good sweater. Uh, and then I saw my favorite movie of the year so far, French Dispatch, and my favorite Wes Anderson hey. movie. Wow! I think it top ten and bombs. Wow! Really? Yeah, for me. But it is like very Wes Anderson. Like I texted y'all after so I than saw Budapest it. was Danny's gonna thing hate was it. Yeah, so you also much. did immediately text me after getting out. Like, hey, yeah, you're I gonna not like this one. <laughs> Danny's gonna hate it. Fair enough. It is like I had, the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I had really? more so, so than many Budapest people. was because yep. that definitely felt like okay. Yeah. I had so many people message me in the past few days, just like, hey, you should probably just skip French Dispatch. <laughs> you're not gonna like it. It's like, all right, cool. Thank you for the heads up. Maybe yeah. if it ever gets added to like a streaming service, maybe I'll put it on. But yeah, I guess I'll skip that one in theaters. Yeah, probably a good call. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing I watched in the past week was some like some just some slasher movies for Halloween, some like shitty eighties <laughs> B movies where it's like teens, yeah, getting killed by a guy. Right, classic. I had yeah. every intention of watching like actual like scare scary horror like Halloween movies on Halloween and then I was like or John Wick like I could just <laughs> watch John Wick instead uh, yeah. and that's what I did because you guys I I hit my scary movie quota thanks to this podcast yeah so I mean we hit you pretty like... hard with it so um... <laughs> you didn't pull any punches and it just was not, I did not want to watch any more scary movies at all yeah we uh. We have a lo- we have our, our friends log in for uh, Shutter, mm-hmm. and we've gotten into watching um, like yeah those really like shitty B movies from the eighties. Um, but oh crap! Uh, anyone who knows this is gonna yell at me. But it's Jim Bob Joe Bob, his he has, it's this guy who's like from Texas, and he has like this you know show where he watches movies exactly like that and like does like jokey reviews of them. But he's like known people in the industry that are like on that side of the industry for like decades and decades so he like goes on these like insanely long rants about like anecdotes about like the director of this movie from like four, 30 years ago and i'm like okay i'm kind of here for it and like <laughs> <laughs> he has a show on shutter where you like listen to him talk for like 40 minutes and then the movie starts and halfway through he comes back on screen rants for another like 40 minutes and it goes back to it and i like it's ridiculous and it's funny and it, he has like this big, huge, like cult following audience. And I'm like, guess I'm one of them now. I don't know. <laughs> That's me now. That's who I am. <laughs> that Joe Bob and F1 is kind of just your whole personality at this point. Uh, there's probably one other person maybe who might have heard of him once, but yeah, if you have shutter, then you definitely see it. Cause they always like promote his 
his show. I've never. I don't even know what Shutter is. I don't think I've ever. It's a it. horror movie streaming service. That, that's yeah. why. <laughs> that <laughs> it's horror that. Netflix. Yeah, that explains that. Uh, yeah, I just we I, you guys eased me into October with seven, and so I just really am at my limit with scary stuff for a while. So maybe hit me up in summer or something. Joe Bob Briggs is his name. Joe Bob Briggs. Gotcha. <laughs> And he's always wearing a bolo tie. Sounds like East Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's very. That Texas. man is from Nacogdoches. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> 100%. He is I'll absolutely from Nacogdoches. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get into this week's movie? Yeah, there's no F1 corner yeah. other than it was Halloween. So some of the boys dressed up in. Very like non creative outfits to go clubbing in like New York. Because <laughs> like, Mex- outfit is suit. <laughs> no, they just wore like a mask and like yeah. But no, the the Mexican Grand Prix is going on this coming Sunday, so they're staying. A lot of them just stayed somewhere in the states, either L.A. or New York, just living the life. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. I'm sad there's no F1 corner this week. But at least we yeah, can look forward to I'm it next sure week, you're you know? devastated. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know what I want. All right. You guys want to talk uh, talk the movie? Yeah. I, uh, let's do it. I wanted to do a complete 180. And complete by God, 180. I, think I, I, I think I did it. <laughs> I, I might have might have given our audience whiplash, but that's fine. They'll recover. Um, the movie we watched for this episode is Singing in the Rain from 1952. Uh, Directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly. It stars Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, Donald O'Connor, and Gene Hagen. Uh, 1927 Hollywood, a silent film production company and cast make a difficult transition to sound. It has a 4.3 rating on Letterboxd and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Just crazy. Um, Ellen, somehow you're the one that's (laughs) never seen this movie before. Somehow. I think to the shock, I mean, I'm shocked by it. Our listeners are shocked by it. I've gotten multiple texts in the past week, just like, "Wait, you recommended Singing in the Rain, and Ellen hasn't seen it." Very, we're just there's a paradigm shift here. I don't know uh, what this podcast is anymore. <laughs> After that whiplash from Horde of this, Danny picked a movie from the '50s. Ellen hasn't seen a musical. I don't know what the hell's going on. Right now. There are no rules, baby. No we rules. We are in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Um, but Ellen, you, you're the one that hasn't seen this before. That means you had to write the summary. It's nice to have a week off. Very excited. It's been a while. Not, since, not written it this week. Since I've done a stream of conscious summary for you. <laughs> but whenever you're ready, if you want to take it away. Okay. Yes. Uh, so singing in the rain. Um, <clears throat> so while attending a big fancy Hollywood premiere, the stars of the movie are stopped for an interview in front of a crowd of adoring fans. Our leading man, Don Lockwood, is asked to tell the crowd about his love life with uh, female co-star Lena. After skirting the question, he is then asked to tell his life story of performing alongside his best friend and co-star Cosmo, which is a totally normal thing to do at a movie premiere. <laughs> Just give us a big, long anecdote for the crowd. Um, but yes, he tells the tale. He tells a tale of elite schooling and performing for high society, while the musical montage that accompanies the narrative gives a more accurate version of the two boys struggling to perform in bars and dance halls in their youth. They make their big break into movies as stunt actors and eventually work their way up into stars of the silent era. 
After the movie's after the movie premiere, uh, star Lena is upset that no one will let her speak to the crowd because her voice is atrocious. Uh, she also seems completely unable to accept uh, Don's romantic rejection, uh, leading us to see that their uh, their romance is entirely for PR purposes, as they are a performing duo. While at a party uh, at studio executive R.F. Simpson's house, oh wait, I skipped a part. Hang on. Um, Don escapes a mob of fans and runs into traffic, jumps over a bus, and then into a moving vehicle, somehow unscathed. Uh, the woman driving the vehicle is Kathy Selden, a stage actress who is totally unimpressed by Don's charm and his work as a film actor. Which, of course, just makes her irresistible to Don because bullying is a really easy way to flirt. <laughs> um... <laughs> While at a party uh, at studio executive R.S. Simpson's house, the actors, along with other industry people, are shown a demonstration of talking pictures. While many are quick to dismiss it as a gimmick, it is clearly the mark of a new era. Kathy is also at the party performing um, a song and dance number. She jumps out of a cake and performs for the crowd. She bumps into Dawn, and they have a little bullying uh, flirtatious back and forth and she attempts to throw a cake in his face but ends up hitting Lena instead um, she gets fired from her job and takes off after that we cut to finally our first real musical number of this movie um, it's a few weeks later and Cosmo is trying to lift on spirits since he can't get Kathy off his mind a few weeks after their encounter and he sings make him laugh and dances the most amazing tap dancing number and slapstick comedy music of all time. Um, while working on, no, Don is feeling also starting to feel the pressure of the changing industry and wondering if he can keep up while filming a scene together. Lena tells Don that she got Kathy fired from her job over the cake incident. And it really pisses off Don and makes him hate Lena even more. Uh, moments later, their film is completely shut down in the middle of production because of the success of the first ever talkie, the first ever, you know, movie with sound, the infamous blackface musical, The Jazz Singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, while work, it's amazing how many times The Jazz Singer comes up in this and it's like, yikes. <laughs> um, while working on a musical, musical modeling, like sales thing. Um, Kathy is scouted by R.F. Uh, Simpson to work in her ne- in his next picture. Don is there to make sure she gets hired and also to see her again. He then woos Kathy with a, loves, a lovely love song on the stage and they dance and it's beautiful and it's lovely and it's I would have fallen in love right then and there. Uh, Don and Lena attempt to film a talkie and it is a total disaster. Neither of them know how to act in front of a microphone or talk or say lines and memorize them it's a disaster they screen the movie and the audience laughs them out of the theater uh then don kathy and cosmo come up with an idea to make a movie musical the only type of acting don might actually be able to do uh they stay up late into the night working on their idea and then sing good morning another iconic dance number well dance and singing number uh, since Don and Lena are apparently a package deal at the studio, they have to find a way to make her the star of this, mu- this musical when they all know she can't act, she can't sing, and she can't dance. So they devise a plan to have Kathy do all the singing and voice acting and dancing for her, and she can just lip sync and then be in the close-up shots. 
but they have to keep it a secret from Lena since she hates Kathy. Uh, Don leaves in a great mood the next morning with his new project on the horizon and sings Singing in the Rain. As they wrap, Don tells Kathy he's going to give her full credit for the movie because he loves her and he doesn't care what the public thinks about his fake relationship with Lena. But Lena quickly finds out because her friend (laughs) spills the beans and she goes straight to the press leaking a story about how wonderful her voice is and how her dancing is all her, forcing R.F. Simpson to side with her for the like you know financial reasons um and she's also trying to convince him to keep kathy under contract but only as the backup vocalist or the you know voice of lena so that she can still have control in a career at the premiere though the boys decide enough is enough we're going to reveal that kathy is the true talent and the star and just end lena's career right here and right now they do kathy is a new bright star, Don and her sing a little love song to each other, and the movie ends, and it's wonderful. And that is Singing in the Rain. There you go. By, by God, I think you got everything. <laughs> I asked. I think she had to prove that she actually watched the movie. <laughs> Never again. I, I hope we got everything. I'm going to I'm gonna have to find a longer instrumental track to play underneath that, I think. I don't think the one I have now is <laughs> Sorry, it was a long summary. No, it was great. You did <laughs> You did great. You got everything. Um, Ellen, what did you know about this movie going in? Just the musical numbers. I had seen them out of context. I'd seen mm-hmm. Make Them Laugh, Singing in the Rain, um, Good Morning, and that um, just the part, this the, the beautiful like scarf yeah. dance that she does. Those were really all I knew about this movie. Gotcha. Uh, Ty, what about you? What's your background with this movie? Yeah, so I saw this on stage before I actually saw the movie. Um me and my family, oh, we always went to Tut's Theater Under the Stars here in Houston. I'd always like to go see musicals there. So I saw the musical there on stage first, loved it, went home, watched the movie, loved it. I mean, I, I mean, this era of musicals is just, like, perfect. There, It's, it's never going to be topped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the hardest thing about recasting is, like, they don't people don't have this kind of talent anymore. Yeah, the only thing I well, we'll talk to it later in case someone casts. We'll talk to it later, yeah. Casts them, but yeah. Um this is a very much a comfort food movie for me. Um and has been for a long time. I don't remember the last time I saw it or like how many times I've seen it. I don't like watch this like yearly or anything. It's just kind of one of those like if I want to put something on that I know is going to put me in a good mood, I put on Singing in the Rain. So I, I, I've probably seen it five or six times. I'm assuming like high school is when I saw it the first time. I don't know. But it's it's very much a comfort food movie uh, mm. for me. I can see like if I could go back in time, this is what I would like watch when I had to like stay home sick with like strep throat and like yeah. fourth grade. You know, yeah, like- it's a perfect uh, sick at home movie for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like that's most of the time that I watch it is when I'm just like – I don't want to think about anything. My brain is foggy. I just don't want to have something pleasant on, and this is the perfect <laughs> thing to have on. Um, all right, anything else before we get into our highlights? I mean, <laughs> sorry, like, I just, Ellen, you look like you were, you look like you were about to say something, but nothing was coming out. I was like, do I go? I would. Or do I go on? What are we doing? <laughs> no, I mean, like it just. I I feel. Yeah, I mean. Of course, like I can't believe I never like really sat down and watched this, I'm and so I shocked. feel even more so now that I've sat down and watched it. Yeah. Um, and like, it's all the things that I already love, you know. And 
Yeah. Because all of all of the things that I love were just like kind of ripping off this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it's why don't no we wonder, just go ahead It's and... no wonder we all like ate up La La Land like it was, yeah. you know, dessert because it was just like singing in the rain part two. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we choose that to transition into your highs, Ellen? Yes. Okay. So highlights. Um, yeah. There's just so much to this. The set design is really beautiful. Um, when they break off into these numbers and you kind of go from you're kind of in this like suspended like reality of like now we're on stage but it's still happening kind of the way that all ended um but it's in particular like when they just clear out an entire sound stage and just like film a number with just the two like when they're doing that's that scarf dance at the end Mm -hmm. it's like the scale is so huge and it's just it's so beautiful and then when they're singing um the name of the song uh you were meant for me which is that first like love song that he mm-hmm. sings for her and they're just on a stage and he just puts on some like soft lighting and they're just dancing it's just it's so lovely um yeah I, the set design is just amazing in this um and then obviously the choreography like i right. said people just aren't that talented anymore <laughs> i don't think um Gosh, all three of the leads are just dancing their hearts off and doing it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. I could watch this type of stuff all day long. Which um, is like, Debbie Reynolds was not a dancer coming into this. Like which she, is insane. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Apparently, but it was like also, she was they a, must have just worked her to the bone, which makes me yeah. feel bad. Well, yeah, I have a few, uh, my like behind the scenes facts, uh, I have a few <laughs> about that. But apparently she was like, a, she was a gymnast. So they knew that she like had rhythm and could move and like be balanced and stuff. Could and they learn, were just yeah. like, yeah, good enough. <laughs> so they forced her to be like a really good dancer. But yeah. And then my other highlight is just Debbie Reynolds. What a freaking yeah. star. And she's just so, she's just so talented. And um, like not only obviously she's singing and dancing, but like her acting is just so sweet and endearing and like, She's so genuine in all of her scenes. Yeah. And whatever kind of behind the scenes stuff you have about, you know, her and the other actors, like it just goes to show that she's so great because she can. Yeah. She really pulls it off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's one of my highlights, too. Of course, like I assume all of us, Demi Reynolds is the most charming person of all time in this movie like she's just so endearing and charming in this uh and so supremely talented especially with the knowledge that like she's wasn't a dancer she was not a trained dancer at all she was so good uh Mm -hmm. in this gene kelly is like there's a reason people talk about him as a movie star like one of the (laughs) like the movie stars you know what i mean like you're just drawn to him while he's on screen um and of course i'm just being the triple threat of singing dancing and acting like not a common thing not something that everybody can do and he's like one of the best triple threats of all time it seems like he's just so yeah. impressive um well, Donald jack black. O- you got jack black well yeah of course <laughs> like with Obviously. two sides of the same coin really um donald connor donald o'connor is genuinely very funny in this yeah like mm-hmm. pretty much every single thing he does and says makes me laugh in this movie he's like the perfect comedic relief best friend you know what i mean like he's like this is one of the best like comedic relief best friend performances ever and it's a trope that i really like in movies yeah 
Um, the stunt montage is great at the beginning where they're talking about how Don Lockwood started as a stunt guy and you actually see his character doing all of these stunts. Like the stunts look good. They blew up a barn. Mm -hmm. They jumped off a cliff. Like it all looked really (laughs) good for a movie in 1952. Um, speaking of Donald O'Connor, the, uh, when Don is just being mobbed by all those ladies and he says, (laughs) Cosmo, call me a cab. Okay, you're a cab. Like, just, <laughs> as soon as that happened, I was like, uh, Donald O'Connor is a is a delight. This dude is incredible. It's so funny. Um, the make him laugh performance is so impressive. Like, physically it's impressive. It's yeah. One of the most exhausting looking things I think I've ever seen on a screen yeah. in my entire life. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything about it. And being able to, like, actually dance. And, like, it's, gosh, it's so good. Um, and finally, the the singing in the rain scene is my favorite scene in any musical ever. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. sweet. It's so Ugh. sweet and charming, and just nice to look at and cool. Like the, they managed to flood those streets. It just looks great, sounds great. It's just gosh, it's so good. It's my it's the best musical scene ever. Uh, Ty, your highlights. Yeah, uh, every song is good. I feel like most yeah. musicals you have that one song where you're like. Okay, we could skip this, you know, like Charlie's <laughs> mom song and, <laughs> and, and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, like, and, yeah, you uh, can skip this song. <laughs> the, whatever the cat, the kitten performance, whatever from Guys and Dolls. I'm just gonna skip that every time I see yeah. it now. Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's like it's it, it, there's a lot of musicals where it's just like okay, let's skip to the next scene because yeah. no one really cares about this song. Yeah. Uh, but every song was good in this movie. There's there's no skipping. Choreography amazing. So good. The cinematography was unreal. The mm-hmm. The use of colors was so awesome, especially in that Broadway uh, section where they're... Yeah, yeah. The Broadway Broadway everyone's wearing like these bright primary colors. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's so good. And then like the, the scene I think about is when Debbie Reynolds is leaving. She's like crying. She has just two tear streaks down. She turns around and the screen kind of looks pink almost like mm-hmm. as her face is like glowing when she turns around and, and looks at uh, uh, Donald, I, I, that scene was, that shot mm-hmm. was so good. I thought it was perfect. It was great. Um, the on-screen chemistry was good, but I guess we'll find out in the facts that maybe that, <laughs> maybe I that wasn't. Spoiled, I spoiled my fun facts a little bit before we yeah. started recording. Like, I guess they're both just like fantastic actors. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe. The, the off-screen chemistry, awful. On-screen chemistry, fantastic. Yeah, so it good. Wonderful. really good. Um, I think Donald O'Connor was my favorite performance in the entire yeah, movie. Same. Just like the stuff he was able to do, like with that, like the make him laugh, obviously, but the Moses part that <laughs> yeah. was so, he was so good in that. Um, and then how is this, how is this never nominated for best picture? This wasn't, wasn't nominated for <sighs> best picture. And Hollywood is nothing more than Hollywood. <laughs> I, 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 like this story about themselves. So meta and so good, it wasn't nominated. Um, but I just love this movie because it's just like pure joy. It's like not. It's not going to hit you like super super hard emotionally. It's just like back when Hollywood wanted to make happy movies, which yeah. they don't do. Like even like we were talking about La La Land. Like La La Land has this very sad moment in it because you just mm-hmm. have to have that now. But, like, why can't we have more movies that are just, like, let's just make them happy. Like it's real lovely. Yeah, yeah. We don't have that anymore, which sucks. What year was this? 52. 52. Okay. Yeah. Set in the 20s, though, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Late 20s. 
okay. Is that all your highs? Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, let's get into our get into our trivia behind the scenes <laughs> section. I have a handful. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the first one uh, you mentioned the the Broadway ballet sequence. How it's like it just looks. The scope of it is huge. Mm-hmm. Like it just. It, there's a reason for that. Uh, Gene Kelly, also one of the directors of this movie. Um, he, they shot it that way. And from that angle, because Sid Charisse, the ballet dancer in that scene is taller than Gene Kelly. And he wasn't willing to look shorter than her on screen. So they shot it. Very Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Cruise shot. (laughs) They shot it specifically that way to make them look closer to the same height. Cause Gene Kelly has just got short boy syndrome, I guess. That's so funny. Um, in uh, the looping sequence, Kathy Selden, played by Debbie Reynolds, is seen dubbing the dialogue for Lena Lamont, played by Gene Hagen, because Lena's voice is shrill and screechy. However, it's not Reynolds who's speaking. It is Gene Hagen herself, who actually had like a beautiful, deep, rich voice. So you have, I'm not surprised. You have Gene In that Hagen. scene, I was like, that sounds deeper than everything yeah. we've heard from Debbie Reynolds <laughs> so know, far. It does not sound like <laughs> Debbie Reynolds at all. Just, you have Gene Hagen dubbing Debbie Reynolds dubbing Gene Hagen. Gene Hagen. So just, <laughs> just so funny. Makes sense. Um, my next couple is just kind of like, apparently Gene Kelly was an asshole. Like I, which I didn't know about. <laughs> maybe this is common knowledge. Maybe people who are like into movie history or like love like old Hollywood films know this. Uh, I didn't. Um, but apparently, uh, so for the Make Him Laugh number, uh, Gene Kelly asked Donald O'Connor to revive a trick he had once done as a young dancer. Apparently, they got together, and Gene Kelly was just like, "All right, Donald, tell me your tricks. Like all the cool things you've done. Well, let's try to cram them into one number." Um, and so he, he got him to do the running up a wall and completing a backflip thing that he does a few times in that. Um, the number was so physically taxing that O'Connor, who smoked four packs of cigarettes a day at the time. Hell yeah. Four packs Unfiltered, a day. I'm sure. That's insane. <laughs> it was so taxing that he ended up in the hospital bed for a week after its completion because he was so exhausted. He suffered oh from God. exhaustion and painful carpet burns. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, and not even just that. An accident ruined all of the initial footage, so he had to do it again. So he he did this whole thing, was so exhausted and hurt he was in the hospital for a week, and then he had to redo it. Can you imagine anything more demoralizing? Torture. Did Donald O'Connor invent parkour? Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to say yes. I think he might have. I think we can confidently say yes here. I mean, that was definitely the most creative way to get from one end of the room to the other, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then my my last one that just really highlights what a dickhead this Gene Kelly was. Uh, because he knew that her crying would hold up filming, Gene Kelly would use Donald O'Connor as his whipping boy when he was frustrated with Debbie Reynolds. Kelly knew that O'Connor would take the tongue lashing he really wanted to lay on Reynolds, who was only 19 at the time of filming. This fact was revealed wow. to Reynolds by O'Connor years later. So, like, Gene Kelly, who was just would notoriously yell at his actors because he was such a perfectionist, like, broke Debbie Reynolds down so much during this movie that she kept, like, getting caught hiding under a piano and crying because she was so just beaten down oh by this dude. Oh, my God. By all the tongue lashings from this guy. Like... Gene Kelly was just like, oh, well, we can't, she's too soft and we can't keep putting, like, or pushing back production. So he just took out all his frustration on Donald O'Connor. And O'Connor, the, 
I, man, I hope great guy that he is. There may be <laughs> stuff about him that I don't know, but this is a good guy move. Didn't even tell Debbie Reynolds about it until like years and years later. Wow. So crazy. Wow. So just, <laughs> Gene Kelly was just an asshole, man. It just, That's two episodes within like a month of each other of like this, this director <laughs> just ruined the mental health of his leading yeah. lady. <laughs> Gene Kelly, Stanley Kubrick, if he <laughs> was good looking and could sing and dance. <laughs> We gotta start like picking movies with like nice guy directors. Maybe just one or two is a palate cleanse, you know. Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I found even more like behind the scenes trivia, but they're all just like Gene Kelly was a dick, and here's how. So I just <laughs> thought I'd bring those two to highlight. But the funniest one by far is just that like he was shorter than the dancer and was like, yeah. nope, won't stand for it. Film it from this crazy angle. Make this place look huge. Yeah, all these things are adding up. Yeah. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Uh, do we want to get into our lows? Ty, do you want to give us yours? Yeah, I don't have really any low lights just because this movie like makes me so happy that like there's really nothing that like I'm just so distracted by how good the musical numbers are and, mm-hmm. the, and the choreography and all that that I, I'm sure that if I like really like wanted to like critique this movie, I could find some, but like I don't watch this movie the same way I watch other movies. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So I couldn't really, I I didn't really have anything. I gotcha. I have exactly one, one low. And it's the, the scene, Ellen, you mentioned it in your recap and it's, I I don't know if it's like a, a, they're shooting a commercial or whatever they're doing in that weird (laughs) scene where they keep showing off outfits. One of the lines in that song is you've got those lips that were meant to be kissed and you're over sweet 16. (laughs) <laughs> like that. that's that's his only criteria is you just have to be Yucky. over 16 and you're trying to just sell me a dress and a swimsuit is that what's happening here i don't even know who he that does, dude he was. does say he does he say modest is no he doesn't say modest i know i'm pretty it's sure like he, modest yeah. is on is modest is hottest on the beach yeah he says whatever the 1927 version of modest is hottest is and it's just <laughs> The whole thing is weird and makes me feel bad. <laughs> Do we even know who was that guy? No clue. No part. No other part in the movie did not learn his name. We just had a commercial in the middle for some reason. There was like probably a guy who did those commercials. They were like, we're, we're you know. There yeah, was like maybe. two seconds recreate. where I was like, is that Frank Sinatra? <laughs> and I like, and he like got close to the camera. I was like, oh no, it's just a poor man's Frank Sinatra. Generic white man. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they really did commercials big back then. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Ellen, do you have any lows? Do you ever see Mad Men? It's all about advertising. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, freaking Mad Men. Um, my, my own, I only had one low light. Because, again, I just didn't feel like really like picking this apart. Yeah. I yeah. just was enjoying the crap out of it. Um, and I will say, like, some movies that are of a different time, you know, they deserve the modern viewer critique, but some movies that are, you know, of a certain time kind of don't. And I just don't yeah. think that this one really does. Um, my only low light was that like weird acid trip number right at the end of act one, like right before we start that weird commercial, or maybe that was part of it. What are you talking about? There's like, did you take an acid trip while you're watching this? <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's all part of that scene. Um, like, it was, I don't know. So, like, right as we lead into, like, her filming that, like, fashion commercial, 
I guess it part of it is watching that commercial and it goes into them like filming it because it's like weird like backgrounds like music I don't know it's just like this weird musical number that it only lasts like a short like a minute or two but it was like it, was, it just took me out of it it just really took me out of it for a minute the whole commercial thing in the middle just made no sense and did not need to be like you could have cut that entire thing out and it would have been fine you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like, I guess the point of it was that uh, R.F. Simpson was there and was like, we're going to put Kathy in more mood. You could have just done that. You could have just told us they were on set. We didn't have to you watch know, the whole thing. This isn't really a low light for me because I don't care. But, yeah. like, this entire movie was we want to make a big Hollywood musical and the plot will just. Yeah. We'll just make it work. So, like, the plot is not important to this movie. Well, I saw they, and it they really did is just a vehicle to get first. us from one. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's just a vehicle to get yeah. us from one number to another. And you totally can tell. And I really didn't care. <laughs> Ty, what the hell? <laughs> Ty just pulled out like the a, biggest cup I've ever seen. Gallon sized thermos. That is a Bucky's, Bucky's. <laughs> free refills, baby. How many ounces is that cup? <laughs> the biggest cup I've ever seen. 34 ounces. <laughs> no. It, it just it looks, looks so no. Big. It looks like a, that's like a Route 44 right, in your like, hand, my friend. It's like as big as my it's head. the size <laughs> of your head. That is an 82-ounce cup that you've got. <laughs> it was just really jarring it. to talk to Ellen about this movie and see a gallon-sized Bucky's cup with a handle. Pulled. It's like not the Tyler's first like time I've been drinking out of that cup out while this, we're making this it. podcast. I don't think I've it's ever. It's the first time it. I've seen it. That's so Usually funny. drinking a beer. I got one. I got one right here. <laughs> got a beer in one hand and a gallon and a half of Diet Dr Pepper from Bucky's in the other. Ready party, to party, baby. baby. Party. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Nope. Do that again. Pause everything. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to tweet this out or <laughs> with all of your empty frames in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ellen. I feel like I cut you off. I was just taken. No, that's all I, I had just to say. Really taken out of it by the gigantic cup that <laughs> from off screen. Uh, uh, no. You guys have any more uh, highs or lows before we move into our recast? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. My new high is Ty's gigantic Bucky's cup. I want one. Free um, refills, man. You can just go fill it up. How many times are you passing a Bucky's? Or how many times are you going Not from a one lot, city to another? I know I am. I have that cup in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Always prepared. I even got the I lid with like that giant plastic straw in it. You know that? <laughs> the one that like crumples a little? Yeah. yeah. One that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the one that like every grandma had. One. My yep. grandma, that was her oh. Pepsi cup. She just drank like... I had a constant supply of Pepsi in her gigantic yeah. thermos. Yeah, mine was anyone, Diet Coke. <laughs> My anyone grandma from drank San Diet Antonio Coke. will know that's it's that's the Bill Miller's cup right there, the Bill Miller's barbecue <laughs> tea freaking giant thing. Oh my god, so funny! All right, uh, time for our recast. Ellen, you get to go first this week. Yes, because I didn't pick any backups. <laughs> <laughs> I have like four backups for each character, except for R.F. Simpson. I only have one. So if you choose. The one that I have, like, randomly. It's a very weird pick. If you choose it, I'm screwed. Well, who did he not okay. pick from Dune last week? Because that's who's going to be R.F. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, for our, I'll start with R.F. Simpson. Um, I went with Brian Cranston. Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Lena, I kind of went with someone who 
has an accent and like that we would lean into that. Okay. Like she can't get past her accent. So we're going with Anna de Armas. Cause oh, I think wow. she could also be really funny if she, yeah. you know, was directed. Well, interesting. Um, I would have a hard time <laughs> not falling in love with Lena in this movie. <laughs> Maybe she won't be as mean in my version. Um, <laughs> and then, so for Cosmo, uh, I went with Anthony Ramos. Nice. I like that a lot. That's great. That's really great. <laughs> I was so worried you're going to pick someone else, but you got it. <laughs> um, and then for Kathy, I went with someone who I think can sing. I've seen a video, like there's a YouTube video of her singing at whatever performing art school she went to before she made it big. Uh, Florence Pugh. Oh, wow. Okay. Can she? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now I have to like. She can sing. As soon as we finish recording, I will be Googling Florence Pugh singing immediately. Yeah. Um, that rules. And then it makes me feel better that uh, Debbie Reynolds wasn't a, you know, like a big trained dancer because I feel like Florence Pugh, she could do it. Yeah, she can figure it Just, out. She can figure it out. Um, and then for Don, I went with um, an actor who. Hasn't really made it big in movies yet, but he's, like, huge on Broadway. Just won a Tony for, like, leading actor. Like, this could be a really big debut for him. Um, Aaron Tevet. Tevet? Tevet? I can't pronounce his last name. But he's, like, really, really good. He's the star of Moulin Rouge on Broadway, but he's had a long career already. He was in... He was in Les Mis. If you guys ever saw that, he was, like, the other... The movie? Yeah. Yeah. He was the 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 leader of, like, the... He was yes, Russell Crowe. That's oh, I, crazy. Okay. I know who you're talking about then. <laughs> yeah. He was the leader of the resistance in Les Mis. Um, he's just super talented. And he has like a, he's a big star on Broadway. And I think like if we were, were to remake this, I would want like a Broadway star to like have their big debut. And he's the cool. one. Cool. Uh, Ty. Yeah. Um, okay. So RF Simpson going with Hugh Jackman. Just because yeah. why not? There you go. It's a musical. <laughs> Get Hugh Jackman in there. He's Mr. Yeah. Musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leo Lamont going with someone that can definitely do that kind of like New York squealy stereotypical accent from the fifties. Uh, Margot Robbie. I think she'd yeah. be really good. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think she's so funny. I think her like beauty will actually work in this to make it funnier. That's just like, she's just so beautiful, but everyone hates her voice so much <laughs> that they don't like yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be funny. Um, okay. For Cosmo Brown. So I'll, I, I like had to pick an actor that could do the make me laugh, make him laugh. He was hard to do because I'm like, who has this much talent? So I remember somebody did did it for an SNL monologue, and I couldn't remember who it was. And it's like not on the internet anymore. I had to go to this like sketchy like Chinese website that I'm like guarantee my computer <laughs> has a virus now. But uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he did the whole nice. make him laugh for really? his monologue on SNL. And also I feel like Joseph Gordon Levitt is an actor that was born like way too late. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. if he yeah. was an actor in the fifties, he would be a huge movie star. Big deal. He's one like, of my backups for Cosmo. That's a great pick. I like yeah. that a lot. And he did while he was doing the monologue, he did the parkour like flip on the wall. He did it twice and then did the one through the wall. Like yeah, he was able great. to do all of it and he did it live too. So I'm sure. Yeah. That, that's insane. Yeah. So I think he would be really good at it. Um, Kathy Selden, I'm going with my girl Jesse Buckley. Just I went with straight, just beautiful <laughs> voice and who yeah. I want to see on screen. And I think she could play that really well. 
And Jessie Buckley's just, you know, she should be a musician, not an actress, even though she's a great actress. Like, yeah. she's so good. Um, and then Don Lockwood. I immediately watched La La Land right after this. So Ryan Gosling, Don <laughs> Lockwood, I think is perfect. He he. Can, it was so hard to not pick him and Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I think he would be perfect for for this role. I agree. Yeah. He's he's one of my backups too. That's a great. And I was like, he's one of my like. I, I have four for each <laughs> each role for Dang. some reason, just because I couldn't make up my mind. But he's the one that I was like, if he's t- if he's still there, man, I have to take him. So that's really yeah. really great. Um, man, I, I have so many options left over. I have to figure out where I want to go. Uh, my RF Simpson, I just, I, it doesn't really matter who you put here, just an old man. You know what I mean? Um, and so I thought it'd be fun to pick an actor that everybody knows, but has also been on Broadway. So has cool Broadway ties. I went with John Goodman. Okay. <laughs> like, doesn't, when was he on Broadway? I don't remember. I have I had it in my notes earlier. I probably should have that, but I don't know. He, don't look it up. He's 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 got a musical theater background. Uh, you can look it up if you want. I don't really care. Uh, man, all of my all four of my Lena Lamonts are still here, and I'm not sure. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with someone who's beautiful, who looks like a movie star. And who has a voice that is just like nails on a chalkboard to me for some reason. Like, I just think she sounds very annoying. I'm going with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I hate her voice. Okay. I've always hated okay. her voice so much. She's gorgeous. She's one of the most attractive people of all time. I can't stand the, how she talks. I, I feel like she has the most like average sounding voice I, ever. <laughs> like, she really does. I, There's like I hate, no distinctive I don't know what it to the is, way man. she talks. I did this. Listen, I... <laughs> I never claim to have good so opinions. Weird. I know that it's weird. I just, for some reason, listening to her talk drives me up a freaking wall. <laughs> I can't stand how she how she sounds. Um, and so I, I don't think it would be very difficult for her to just have an extra grating voice for this. You know who could do the Lena voice, though? Like, play it just the way that that, that actress did Reese Witherspoon. Oh, uh, yeah. About probably. That's a good call. But, yeah, going with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my Cosmo Brown, goodness. Uh, all right, let's, yeah, let's, I'm going to make all of mine a little bit older. I think I basically had one like young group and one older group. I'm going to go with the older group. I want Ewan McGregor. Okay. He can dance. He can sing. I, 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 and I just love him and I want him to be in all movies. So, yeah. He danced a little in Moulin Rouge, sure. He sang. <laughs> okay. He singed. Okay. He singed. Yeah, he singed. I I like how he, I like his singing voice he a lot. Sang, Danny. <laughs> I, he singed. I was making fun of Ty. Ty said singed. <laughs> Don't throw me under the bus here. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Ty. Um, but I like Ian McGregor. I don't know. I think he sounded great in Moulin Rouge. Um. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> he sounds so good. Ty's actively Ty. saying he, he sounds stuff. so good. Why are you lines? only listening to me and not listening to any <laughs> of the crap that Ty is spewing out here? What's happening? Uh, okay. I just said stop shrugging, Ty. <laughs> my my Kathy Drink Selden. your Bucky's cup. <laughs> Drink your massive Bucky's cup, dude. My Kathy Selden is Anna Kendrick. She she can sing. I She's knew cute someone as was going to pick Anna Kendrick. Ty, I know Ty hates Anna Kendrick. That's fine. I can't stand her either. I, I, I like her. her. I think she's charming. I think she's cute as a button. I like her singing voice. This is your worst recast so far. 
Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and then my Don Lockwood is Justin Timberlake. Stop. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, this is your worst recast yeah, ever. I thought, we, answer, I thought he was too mean to Britney that we're not casting him in anything. What? I don't also, know. he's a dick. Like, do is he? Just I don't know. know. How yes, am I supposed to is. know these things? <laughs> How am I supposed to know the personality of every single celebrity and singer? Wasn't that a big thing? You ask me. On the down, that he was on the down I didn't watch the Britney We've documentary. We've known this for years. He's what? a dick. Why didn't you watch that? Why are we surprised by this? <laughs> You're really Danny. shocked that I didn't watch the Britney documentary? Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know the personality <laughs> a of the yeah. actor and singer. I just watch what happens on screen. Well, next time, ask me, okay? No. Because <laughs> I'll tell you. On the download d- isn't a thing anymore, so I don't know anything about pop culture or celebrities or what's happening. Then that text Meg. Only- Didn't they do okay. an episode? Wasn't their last episode on the Next time I'll text Meg, be like, hey, tell me what's happening specifically with Justin Timberlake these days. No, that's weird. I don't want to know that much. She will answer, just- though. If you if you texted her out of the blue, tell me what's going on with Justin Timberlake these days, she would go, weird question, but here's your answer. I don't want and you, like, to know. long audio message I don't, about it. I know yes, she, she would. would. I don't care that much. I just think he's a good singer and dancer, and I like him. I don't like this recast. That's fine. It's not a real movie. It's not being he made, like- guys. It's not it's not a thing. It's not happening. It's a hypothetical <laughs> exercise. Goodness gracious. I don't even- go on to the next thing. Who cares? And ours would ours would be a blockbuster success and yours would bomb. Yeah. Sure. You just know this. That's fine. It's not either way, not happening. None of them are a thing. Why is they're, Jennifer Aniston talking normally, but we're all supposed to assume that she has a terrible voice? They're all equally not happening. Like, they all have a 0% chance of being a thing. So, I guess it doesn't really matter. If we stop taking this exercise seriously, I will I will stop participating. Ellen, with I've it, never it. once taken it seriously. <laughs> Not a single time. So, the only time I didn't take it seriously was Con Air because I was, like, actively protesting having to. <laughs> Con Air is a great time, man. Step back of the oh. bunny gets it. <laughs> Do you guys have any, any backups you want to give, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I did the same thing you did. I went, like, kind of older, but then I had a younger backup. Um, so for my Don Lockwood, I had Taron Edgerton. Um, yeah, I, me too. Taron, uh, oh, he's so good. He's he my younger choice. And then Kathy, I had Selena Gomez. And Cosmo Brown, I had Jamie Bell. I don't know who Jamie nice. Bell is, I don't think. Billy Elliot. He's the co- He's the writer in Rocket Man. He writes all the songs. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, I had one backup for Don. It was Tom Hiddleston. Well, that's a good one. Okay. Does he sing? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he can. <laughs> probably. The charming <laughs> little bastard. He probably sing great. I he probably can. I think, like, I don't think. I bet, he, I bet there's video of him singing out there, and it sounds great. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. He does a lot of, like, narration and, like, like he, like, reads. He, there's a lot of, like, clips of him, like, reading poetry online. Like, yeah. he, he's got a great voice. See, like, with with Hollywood, like, I feel like it's easy to be like, yeah, I don't think any actors can do this anymore. But I think, like, if you really tapped in, like, the whole Channing Tatum (laughs) number in uh, Hail Caesar, like, I would have never expected him to do, like, that's, like, very old school, like, choreography. Like, I feel like there are a ton of actors that could totally do this old school musical stuff. It's just we don't do it anymore. So no one sees it. no one tap dances anymore, which is yeah. like thirty to fifty percent of any old school Hollywood choreography, if not more. Yeah. But yeah, I totally forgot about Channing Tatum's like tap dance number in Hail Caesar, and he's so good in yeah. that. 
I want to watch Hail Caesar again. My other backups, <laughs> I had Jonathan Groff as Don Lockwood, because I like Jonathan Groff. Yes. Uh, my backup, Kathy, was Haley Steinfeld. But then I remembered that I cast her in Guys and Dolls. Didn't want to do that again. Uh, my backup Cosmo was David Diggs, but Ty cast him in Guys and Dolls, so I didn't want to bring do that again. The Wait, I th- did? I don't think yeah. I did. I don't remember I'm who pretty, I cast. I, I definitely didn't dolls. cast David Diggs. All right. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you did. Or at least he was mentioned as a backup, maybe. Uh, and then the other Lena, the backup Lena Lamont that I had was... Uh, Melissa Roche, Roche, she's in Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. She has the most annoying voice of all time in that show. Which one? It's a, I don't know her character. I don't. I didn't. She's wa- the blonde one. I haven't Big watched Bang enough. Theory. Isn't that the main no. the main girl? Isn't she the blonde no, one? No, the other the one. The other blonde one. The one with the really yeah. high pitched annoying voice. That one was purely voice, and I was I've like, seen "That's two not enough." To Big Bang Theory. So that is probably Big Bang enough Theory to sucks. Cast her. Like, yeah, it's a bad show. No, I don't know anybody who likes that show. I was like, "Annoying uh, voice is apparently not the majority to cast of the world loves that show because oh, it was my on parents for twelve no, years." No, the majority of the I stand by that CBS gets all of the highest. Everything on CBS is always the highest rating for that time slot because that show is the easiest one to pick up on any kind of antenna yeah. or any kind of TV, and it's just on. In any public space, that, in hospitals, in nursing homes, in like office buildings, CBS is just on. If I so ask my parents what their favorite the show ratings. to watch together was, it would probably be Big Bang Theory. They sat down every <laughs> single week and watched a new episode of that show for years. They love that stupid show. It's God, it's so bad. Um, That's why they have COVID. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, <laughs> We got a couple of voicemails this week. Do you guys want to move on to those? Please, can we move on sure. and get away from this recast? <laughs> you don't want to talk about Big Bang Theory? No, not really anymore. Um, <laughs> the last time my family got together, my uh, one of my cousins wouldn't stop talking to me about how good young Sheldon is. So I don't know if that's oh, no. <laughs> so Ty's I'm sorry you no Christmas longer have a cousin. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we got two voicemails this week. The first one is from our friend Juice. Hello, hosts of We Should Watch a Movie podcast. First time voicemail sending being sent in by a very big fan of yours, Juice. Just realize that you guys are reviewing Singing in the Rain, and this is a movie that I actually first watched for the first time like i think it was this past year or the year prior singing in the rain was a very pleasant surprise for me i can't wait to hear what ty and danny have to say i already know that ellen might just love this movie if not i'll be very surprised I mean, there are times where I'm literally, literally dancing in the rain when there's a thunderstorm out here in Ontario to where, like, <laughs> every night is singing in the rain for me and Alicia. And Ace is just looking at us in the windowsills, just wanting wanting to know why we love the rain so much. He hates the rain. Um, really cannot wait to hear you guys' takes on this. Can't wait to uh, hear Ellen's summary i mean speaking of two episodes ago from halloween <laughs> town 2 i loved that i love those movies and those two movies are the best and shane is just way too old to appreciate them but hey that. that's two episodes <laughs> ago we're talking about this one singing in the rain is a classic and it's just one of those classics that just skipped under the rug for me loved it 
love your guys' show, and we'll totally be sending more voicemails in. Laters. Thanks, Juice. Laters. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, this is a classic. I'm glad you like this one as much as we do. Well, you'll be not surprised and totally right on the money. I loved it. <laughs> I love the idea that every single time it rains, Juice just goes outside. It's, like, it's we're a quick way to catch now. pneumonia. Yeah, you're gonna Did get your sick. Grandma, juice. My grandma told me that every time it rained. Did she not? Juice, you're gonna get sick. All right, you're gonna catch pneumonia. Please be careful. Please be careful. My grandma would literally say, "You're gonna catch pneumonia and die to me when I was <laughs> six years old." Juice, just be careful, bud. Okay, maybe wear a parka or careful. something. Bring an umbrella. Uh, all right, we got another voicemail from our best friend Kev. Hey, what's warm crew? It's Kev. Um, not a whole lot of, uh, chaos on this VM. I just wanted to say thank you. You know, I had never seen Singing in the Rain, and when it started, I was just completely struck by it in a way that, well, I I knew I was going to love it, but I I just was not quite, um, prepared for how much, and I want to just say thank you to you guys for giving me that final push. Um, I haven't sent a VM in a minute, so I just wanted to say big congrats to Ellen, um, so glad you guys had a great time and of course, great to hear you back on the show. Um, I, I wrote a little song about F1 corner, but there's no F1 this week. So there's no F1 corner oh. this week. So I guess you're going to have week. to wait another time for that. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, a little question for you. So we should watch a movie, right? Is about movies you've never seen and your friend is astonished that you've never seen it and you're finally seeing it, right? So what are the movies that once you finally like shut your friends up and watched it, what did you like the most and what did you like the least? I just thought of this question, so I'm going to cop out. So curious to hear what you think. Coward. Uh, Thank you guys so much. (laughs) And as Sylvester Stallone has always said in his character of Rocky Balboa, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So okay. Yeah. Ellen's right. right. It's, it's which- Ellen's right about the question. She. <laughs> I, no, I'm right. We had to argue. We were arguing about what specifically. Uh, Kev was asking us. Like, was he asking like our least or favorite, or least favorite or favorite part of like a specific movie, or least favorite movie someone's recommended in our most liked movie? Yeah, I I interpret it as right. Ellen's right. Yeah, I interpret it as a movie that your friends made you see that you like finally got around to, which is the point of this show. What was your most and least favorite part of that movie? Yeah, that's how I interpreted. See, the I thought it was least favorite movie, most favorite movie of the ones that you've been forced to watch. Yeah, that's wait, what I there, isn't that what Ellen said? <laughs> no, now I'm talking, no, now I think I'm talking with Danny. I'm talking two separate movies. Ellen is saying one movie. No, yeah, it's Danny's right then. Okay, yeah, we'll go. Right. Yeah, we'll go with Danny's interpretation. Ellen did. Uh, as upon soon second as, listen, I think yeah. you're right. I was like, oh, I think you're right. That voicemail uh, ended, and Ellen was in the middle of saying, "I think you guys are right." Until uh, Ty was like, "Up, oh, Ellen's right." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm doubling down." Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot uh, who said what. But Kev, just, no, okay. Kev, I, let me I know have what an it answer. Is that you meant, please. <laughs> so that we no, can. we'll pick. Um, okay, so of the movies that like I have been have been like a blind spot in my, you know, whatever that I like movies you've got to see. People are like, can't believe you haven't seen that. And ones I finally get around to of the ones that I have seen in the last few years, um, probably I'll say my least favorite right off the bat, Scarface. Don't care for it. Didn't like it. 
that movie sucks big time. It's not. Do you remember watching um, Cribs as a kid and every professional athlete who was on Cribs <laughs> had a poster, a frame poster of Scarface? Yeah. Yeah. Also, guys, guys I dated in college. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't The Godfather, it was Scarface. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, all that's a quick answer right there. Um, and then probably of the of the movies that I finally got around to way past due my favorite mm, that's hard because you know I got around to watching some like really good classics in the past couple years um you know we haven't talked about it yet but because we will do Hitchcock at some point but I remember sitting in like this elective class I took like senior year of college where we talked about like rhetoric and we watched rear window and I was just like, Oh my God, this, I feel like I'm watching theater. I feel like I'm watching, you know, it, it's, just, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to it. Cause you, Ty and I both really, really, really love that yeah. movie. And I remember watching it and being like, I just never watched Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies when I was younger. And then I watched that one when I was like 22, I guess it's not that, late to be catching on to Hitchcock when you're in college, but it felt like <clears throat> I knew people that had already, like, already seen like a bunch of his movies. And I was like, wow, I feel so late to this game and this movie's fantastic. So yeah, that's probably the one. It's still in one of my like top all time movies. Tyler that and I, I watched Hayao Miyazaki movies like three years ago. It was the first time I'd seen Spirited Away oh, and yeah. I felt very late to that too. I watched all of the Miyazaki Ghibli movies earlier this year for an episode of Rankings. So I was also very late to those. So I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Ty, what about you? Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint one down just because, like, the only big movies on my list are, like, foreign movies from, like, the 40s and 50s, basically, at this point. Oh. Um, but probably one that Shane actually bullied me into watching because it was, like, AFI just, like, re-released their top 100 or something recently or it was like an anniversary or something like that and i said i'd never seen sunset boulevard and that was last year during covid and i watched that was just blown away by how amazing that was and mm-hmm. loved that um least favorite uh 2001 space audience space odyssey one of the most boring movies i've ever seen in my life people love really? it i think it's so bad like <laughs> I, I i think it's terrible seen that one. i think it's so bad that one, that one's the one with uh, uh, Hal, right? Yeah. The the robot. There's like remember, the movie's like three hours it, long, and there's maybe thirty minutes of like a plot. Like that's about that's it. That's Kubrick as well, right? Yeah, it's Kubrick. Yeah. Hmm. It's I'm just, relieved to know that we're not going to have to do that movie for oh, the show. No. That feels good. Never, we're never like doing that, that movie because I'm not going <laughs> to. I pick know it. Danny's for sure. Yeah. Not, like that's a one star Danny Weiser movie for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. The I think the only thing that I really learned about that uh, movie is that it was one of. It's not the first, but it's like the first big movie to have like an entire. Um, score that is electronic music or something like that like it was one of the first like real uses of like a synthesizer or or whatever the technology was then that was electronic music um because it's a big deal yeah 
that's the only thing I really know about that movie and the robot named Hal. I know it's like really like influential and people are like, it looks so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, like Interstellar like came out three years ago and looks <laughs> amazing also and has yeah, a plot. I mean, the, the whole, yeah. Well, I'm sure the whole argument, we wouldn't have Interstellar if we, had we not had 2001. Yeah, but we do. So like, why not well, watch we do, a better so one? <laughs> now you get it. Now you get what I've been love, saying all these years. love your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it feels good to have someone on my team here. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's probably Sunset Boulevard is probably my favorite. Uh, I did. I've been going through all the Kurosawa movies. I do love those. Um, yeah. But I mean, I saw Seven Samurai when I was like in high school. And I don't think I've seen a Kurosawa movie that's better than that. So. Yeah. That's early. A lot of people our age are never going to see that. <laughs> so for you to watch in high school, that's that's super early on. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I know about 2001: A Space Odyssey, literally the only thing I know about it, is that I just don't want to watch it because it doesn't seem like my doesn't seem like my yep. jam. So it's good to know that I don't. You have would to honestly, the show. you would hate it so yeah. much. Like your whole thing would just be like, "Why am I watching this? It's three hours. There's nothing going on. It's just shots of space, and no one's doing anything. It's completely silent. Like this is so stupid. Oh, yeah, it sounds awful. It's you on a Sunday morning going. There's not enough coffee in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Basically, my life at this point is people saying, you haven't seen this movie? You have to watch it. Uh, because I'm like deeply a part of two different movie podcast communities on Discord and Patreon and all that. Um, and so, uh, just, I'm just surrounded by people who love film. And I'm just like, I, I want to watch The Three Ninjas again because <laughs> I love that movie. For us, you know what I, mean? um, I just want to like, watch a little big league. <laughs> Honestly, it's great. I would rather watch a little big league than like almost anything. Tom Tom. Um, <laughs> so, I favorite. There have been a lot. Uh, most of them uh, revolving around podcasting and someone saying, "Hey, we have to do an episode on this. So watch this movie." Uh, the Indiana Jones movies we did as a a bonus episode of Rank Kings Dang, a while I really back. Thought I was going to win this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sing Street. Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, Sing Street's probably one, but it kind of pales in comparison to a lot of the like the classic Jaws. <laughs> I had to watch Jaws for this show and it's incredible. It's almost a perfect movie. I love it. Um Seven Samurai, you mentioned. Like I love that movie. I think I gave it four and a half when we did the episode. Yeah, miss half a star cuz it's not yeah. in color. It's five stars <laughs> yeah. now. I'm I now realize it's five stars. So there, a, a lot. There have been a ton. Too many to name. Uh, least favorite's probably The Exorcist. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we, just, we just watched it last week for this show, and man, I hated watching that movie. <laughs> really, just did not like watching that movie. So that is uh, more than liking my least favorite one. That someone has said, "Dude, you have to see this," and I watched it. And goodness gracious. Eat it uh, every second. <laughs> I can't. Th- there have probably been others that we've done for the show that I've disliked, but I think that's the only one I've given one star to. So yeah. That's got to be my answer for just, gosh, I hated that movie. Um, yeah, that's it. There's a million that I love, not a ton that I hate, fortunately. Um, like most of, like, the Wes Anderson movies was my first thought, but like those have all been fine. Those have all been like at least three stars, I think, which means that. Pretty good movies, not exactly my jam, but I enjoy parts of them. The, the, I think The Exorcist is the only one that I'm just like, I hate this. <laughs> this sucks. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to Letterbox scores. Uh, this is five stars for me. Easy. Ultimate comfort food movie. I love everything about it. Ty, what about you? 
Yeah, this this is like a very very like the highest four stars I can give it. Like it four? is. Yeah, because wow. it's just like it's such like a. I can kind of just turn my brain off and like I don't like I don't have to really think about this. It's just it just makes me happy. It doesn't really do anything to like push the boundaries or like yeah. you know like do anything crazy, which like is perfect. Because if it did, it wouldn't be a good movie. But this is like a perfect four star movie to me. Yeah, Ellen would be. Easy five stars for me. Heck yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. I mean, I already knew that I loved, you know, the musical numbers for this. So I just got to see Debbie Reynolds be super freaking endearing in the other parts of it. And yeah, the plot to this movie doesn't matter and I don't care. And it's all just like so beautiful and it's just fun to watch. And yeah, seeing seeing those numbers again i just i enjoyed every second yeah what was y'all's favorite musical number it's singing in the rain for sure mm. that's hard i think like mine's true... make them laugh like yeah i, I love and mine that. Might, so and mine might be good morning oh good morning's good wow. i love seeing all three of them dance yeah. together i yeah. truly truly love it and i love seeing her knowing that she was 19 didn't have a big dance background seriously holding her own alongside those two like star performers mm-hmm. apparently the singing in the rain performance was originally supposed to be all three of them and then gene kelly was like nah this one's all me <laughs> <laughs> i think it's better though with just him though i think it would I think be so t- yeah. i think so too it's just, it just that was really a good fits call the narrative like, here that's like when him being an asshole kind of paid off yeah. it worked yeah. out yeah <laughs> it worked that time it just really fits the narrative of like mm, no i think i've got this one you two but I'm yeah. sure, like, Donald O'Connor and Debbie Reynolds were just like, oh, thank God. I don't want to do this number with you. Uh, okay, anything else before we announce next week's movie and then get out of here? Cool. I'm kind of uh, like, I really want to talk about the next week's movie, but I'm kind of wishing we planned, like, an entire musical month. Because, like, I'm in such a musical mood now. Yeah. We can still make that happen. Uh, like, it's gonna be, there are many months ahead of us. It's going to be very difficult for me to pick another musical that I love that neither, or that one of you hasn't seen. <laughs> so we might have just missed the boat. <laughs> you can find one. We'll figure it out. Or we'll bring on a guest again. We'll make Shane watch a musical. Can one of you... <laughs> can like one Shane watch High School Musical. <laughs> Can one of you he pretend that you only. haven't seen that really cheesy <laughs> Phantom of the Opera one from like twenty years ago? Uh, I cannot pretend. I once had a I, I once had a tally going of how many times I can watch that movie in one summer with a friend of mine. Ty, can we? Can you lie real quick? And we just lost say count. I haven't. I haven't wait, seen wait, the you Phantom. Actually, of the Opera. haven't seen it. The no. Gerard You've never Butler seen that one? one. I've only <gasps> seen it on stage. I've never seen any depiction of it on screen. All right, so nobody. Else. We're watching <laughs> it and we're bringing on Megan Spell because. Two very formative crushes for us are in okay, that. So Ellen, don't pick it for anything ever because Ellen, I do you have not to know pick how that one for this podcast month. works. We can't bring on someone if they've already seen the movie. <laughs> it's not how the show works. I don't Ellen. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> she can leave a voicemail like everyone else. No. <laughs> we'll just we'll undo the time limit for her. We'll just let her specifically leave as long of a voicemail as she wants. Uh, everybody else though 90 seconds and get out yeah please like we love y'all we love y'all sending in voice notes for the love of god let's just make them 90 seconds that's the limit (laughs) because danny has to edit this like tonight 
before he can go to bed. So I'm sitting here. It's 9.30 p.m. I'm an old man, and all I can think about is I want to go to bed. I still have to edit this podcast and post it. So it's maybe just be kind to me. Uh, but okay, speaking of next week's movie, we are at that point in the rotation where we bring on a guest um, where we're going to watch a movie that they have not seen before. Uh, and we're going to be joined by Kev. Kev just left a voicemail. What's up? We love Kev. We can talk about F1 in real time. We can just have a conversation about <laughs> F1. Me and Ty, Ty can go refill his gigantic Bucky's <laughs> cup. I can go get a drink. You guys can just chit chat about F1 for as long as you want. Um, but we're going to be watching a movie with Kev. I was shocked he hasn't seen. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you guys like it quite as much as I do, but I am in love. You know with this that movie. I like it as much as you do. We've had multiple conversations where we only talk about this movie. You have to remember. I don't remember anything, man. I, <laughs> well, that I, was, that was during your drug phase. So that makes sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next week's movie is Creed. Yeah, starring wide open <laughs> under the Creed documentary, right? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so nice. such a funny bit is instead of playing music from Creed, I just play Creed's. No, that's what we do. Just instead of we think we Can make Kev think that we're talking about the Michael B. Jordan movie, but we all watch a Creed documentary or like a Creed live concert. And just talking Please about don't that. Make me watch a Creed documentary. <laughs> No, we just watch like a bunch of their music videos and we compare. That's my favorite. One of my favorite. I like, I follow Aaron Tuning on TikTok. He's a big Viner a long time ago, but he does this series on TikTok called like his favorite music noises, like just yes. like words or noises that, that happens in songs. One of my favorite is the lead singer of Creed saying, Hunter. <laughs> I love, I love it so much. It's so stupid and shitty. Uh, Speaking of someone who's a jerk in real life, apparently Scott Stapp, not a good guy. <laughs> who's Scott Stapp? <laughs> the lead singer of Creed. Uh, come on. Uh, come hey, on. honestly, I have no idea what his name was either. Why is it so uh, shocking that I don't know the name of the lead singer of friggin' Creed? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but yet, yeah, Kevin's been watching through all the Rocky movies, and I found out because of that that he had never seen Creed before, and I flipped out because I wanted to talk about it on this podcast. Uh, so that is next week. Send in your voicemails, please, if you love Creed. And if you don't love Creed, then leave me alone because you have bad taste. Uh, we, I don't know. What we're, we can't do a remake. That movie is so No, we're going to have to talk young. about it over sometime over the next Oh, dang days. it. We're not going to recast it. I was going to recast it with <laughs> the members Five of years Creed. Later. No, I have an idea, but we'll have to we'll have to talk about it off air. But I have, I have a Dang it. I wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No. All right. Thank you for making me watch Singing in the Rain. I'm glad you loved it. I had, was pretty sure, like, if I had to put money on it, I would have bet that you'd give it five stars. But I'm glad you did. I always knew that I would eventually watch this. It just hadn't happened yet. Crazy that you hadn't. I'm glad you did, finally. Um, all right thanks for watching the movie with us our theme song is glass auditorium is by doc ellicott please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts email us at wswampod at gmail.com and follow us on twitter and instagram at watch a movie pod until next time moses supposes his toes are roses but moses supposes erroneously moses he knows his toes aren't roses as moses supposes his toes to be 
Holy shit, I did it. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye. And I can't stand them. I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart, and I